During the 2016 election, a Twitter comedian posted a meme. The meme was a version of one of the oldest jokes in democratic politics. I remember the joke from when I was working on my first campaign ever. A guy came up to one of my campaign colleagues. He was on, on this congressional race and he asked, when is election day? To which my friend, not missing a beat, responded, depends. Are you a Democrat or a Republican? If you're a Republican, go vote on Tuesday. If you're a Democrat, wait until Wednesday or Thursday. Ha ha ha, tee hee hee, very basic joke. So in 2016, this guy Douglas Mackey, whose entire account was memes and jokes, he posted a meme telling Democrats not to bother actually voting on Tuesday, but instead to text their vote to some obviously fake number. Ha ha ha, tee hee hee. As a result of that joke, New York liberals have now convicted Mr. Mackey of conspiracy against rights, and he now faces 10 years in prison for a joke. For the same joke, actually, that a liberal named Christina Wong made. The exact same joke in the exact same election. The only difference is that Christina Wong is a Democrat. Hey, everybody. This is Christina Wong, and uh, I'm coming out. I'm a Trump supporter. And I just want to remind all my fellow Chinese Americans for Trump, people of color for Trump, to vote. Vote for Trump on Wednesday, November 9th. Really important day. We're going to show this country who's boss. And that's our man, Donald Trump. So don't forget to vote Donald Trump on November 9th. Get it? It's the day after the election. And in case people missed the video joke, Wong typed it out, another version of it. She said, hey, Trump supporters, skip poll lines at election 2016 and text in your vote. Text votes are legit. Or vote tomorrow on Super Wednesday. Delivery was a little bit on the nose, but there it is. And of course, Ms. Wong has not been arrested. She faces no prison time. Her tweet was not even taken down. Please do not get the wrong idea. I am not mentioning this to complain. I'm not mentioning this in the vain hope that by pointing out the hypocrisy, I will persuade the libs to change their corrupt ways, or that I will persuade some supposedly neutral government to apply the law evenly. That way lies the death of conservatism. Imagine if the shoe were on the other foot. Can you imagine if the roles were reversed? No, that's not what I'm saying. I mention this only as another data point for conservatives, some of whom still labor under the delusion that our nation is a nation of laws. It is not. We are living under an increasingly totalitarian liberal regime in which liberals can do pretty much whatever they please and conservatives can never do anything right. This is not the way that our capital C constitution instructs our country to run, but this is the way that our lowercase c constitution really works. Under our effective lowercase c constitution, liberal crimes are jokes and conservative jokes are crimes. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. We've got a lot coming up. You want to see the logical conclusion of the transgender agenda? Well, in the Netherlands, the Dutch are now exposing little kids to naked 
transgender identifying people, people who have butchered their bodies, are now stripping in front of children. They're putting the whole thing on TV. We'll get to that in just a moment. First, though, on transgenderism and jokes. Did anybody crack open a Bud Light over the weekend? I mercifully did not. But Bud Light has just become the latest company to sponsor Dylan Mulvaney. (laughs) Dylan Mulvaney, the man and former Broadway star who during the COVID lockdowns decided to dress up like a girl and go on TikTok and achieve more fame than he's ever had before. So now he is one of the most famous women in America, even though he is a man. A lot of companies have endorsed him. So far, we've got Ulta Beauty, House Labs, Crest, Toothpaste, Instacart, EOS, CeraVe, Native, Kate Spade, Ole Henriksen, KitchenAid, a number of others, and now Bud Light as well. You know that regular Bud Light consumer, guy getting off a hard day of work over in construction or something, he comes home and what does he want to do? He wants to crack open a can with a transvestite on it. Is that right? I'm not so sure about that. I really lucked out on the whole Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney controversy because I have never really cared for Bud Light all that much at all. And in fact, my preferred canned alcohol, White Claw, is already so gay that it does not need to prove its LGBT bona fides by sponsoring a transvestite. So I'm totally fine here. I will continue to enjoy my delicious canned black cherry and mango hard seltzer drinks. But if, if I were a drinker of Bud Light, I could not continue to consume that, not knowing that they are endorsing this guy. By putting Dylan Mulvaney on the can, Bud Light is signaling to me, and I suspect 80% of the rest of America that they don't want our business. They just think that we don't have any alternatives. So yes, I am waiting for Jeremy's lager, Jeremy's ales. I'm not sure... It's been more than 24 hours. I don't know what, what Jeremy's slowdown is, but we need, we need the lager and I'll be sipping the fruity seltzer in the meantime. In slightly less funny transgender activism, there is a guy named Billboard Chris. He's up in Canada. He shows up to these crazy trans rallies and he wears a sign. He's got a very simple message. It says, children cannot consent. That's it. He's not going so far as I go in my speech when I said that transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely, the whole preposterous ideology at every level. He's not going as far as everyone in this country went before 2015 when we did not tolerate transgenderism in public life at all, not in the bathrooms, not in the sports teams, not nowhere. He's just saying children should not be castrated, sterilized, butchered, put on cross-sex hormones, should not be transed. And for that, he gets pummeled. So it's cowardice for everybody all around. You! People probably want... So we obviously are bleeping it out, but you're F you, F you from all these... How do you keep your exposure? ...eccentric people holding all the trans flags, the rainbow, the baby blue and the baby pink... So at a certain point, they're screaming so loudly in his face, he just starts videotaping them. But then they get really close. I mean, they're within now a couple inches of his face. And then one of these dainty ladies with broad shoulders and a huge Adam's apple, one of these dainty ladies just grabs him by the throat and starts beating him up. But the craziest part of the video is there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at least nine or ten cops there. That's only what's in the frame, probably more. And what do they do? pretty much nothing. 
They don't stop the transgender identifying activists from shrieking in this guy's face. Spittle, I'm certain, landing on his face. They don't stop that. And then the moment that the the transvestite just starts pummeling this dude, they kind of, they start to walk toward it a little bit. They're kind of looking around. They do nothing. And of course, if the roles were reversed, you know what would happen. This would be an international crisis. You know the cops would have been on them like white on rice. But the cops do nothing here. Up in Canada, it's like the Uvalde Mounties. Same thing happened to Alex Stein in New York. Alex Stein, the conservative comedian, he goes to a, a transgender rally and he says, kids can't, basically the same thing. Kids can't consent. You shouldn't trans the kids. You're sterilizing kids. That's wrong to do. He's getting hot coffee thrown on him. He's getting beaten up. He's being grabbed and thrown around. Luckily, he's a pretty big guy. And what does the NYPD do? Nothing. And I don't even think it's the cops' fault. Most New York cops I know are pretty normal people. They're pretty pretty regular guys who don't think that men are women and women are men. I'm sure they're just getting political orders from the top saying, if a normal person attacks a transgender identifying activist, throw the book at him. But if the transgender identifying activists attacks the normal person, look the other way. That's obviously what's going on. We know that's how our justice system works because our justice system says, If a granny takes some selfies in the Capitol Rotunda on January 6th, throw her in solitary confinement. But if BLM burns the country down for eight months, let them off the hook. Huge number of of BLM riot cases in Manhattan, in the Bronx, all around New York were just totally dismissed. They didn't even get a slap on the wrist. This is not a nation of laws. This is mob violence. You saw the mob down in Texas. There was a a rally among the transgender activists in Texas to to stop Texas legislators from from prohibiting the transgender butchery on little kids. And the, the mob started shrieking just days after that shooting where a transgender identifying shooter targeted a Christian school and killed little kids and their teachers. The, the transgender activists lie down in, in the hallway of this protest to pretend to be dead. They completely flip the script, and here's how they sound. Here's their really brilliant, articulate argument. Protect trans kids! Protect trans kids! Protect trans kids! Protect trans kids! Look at the eyes. You can always, it's always the eyes. You can tell. There is something weird here going on. And they're all focused on the person filming, shrieking, screaming, middle fingers up. And when I was watching this clip, all I could hear was, you see these people just lying around on the ground, pretending to be dead, totally flipping the script of what happened. But all, all I could hear when I saw this clip was, give us Barabbas. <laughs> that's all I could hear. I, I, I know that's not what they were literally saying, but I thought this is the way mobs always work. Some people are incredulous that the mob would behave this way. This is what mobs do. Mobs murder people who speak the truth and they crucify the truth himself. It has ever been thus. They make, they make people drink hemlock. They crucify the truth. This is it. And so what are they talking about here? They're talking about trans kids. Trans kids are the new Democrat 
idol. It's the new golden calf, which we'll get to in one second. First, though, speaking of gold, you got to check out Birch Gold. Right now, text Knowles to 989898. You don't want to worship gold, but you might want to have some of your assets in gold to protect against government uncertainty. The Fed has a tendency to print money during times of economic distress, like they did during the COVID-19 lockdowns. This has resulted in the loss of the value of the dollar and an increase in the value of precious metals like gold. Gold will always have value because it's tangible and a finite resource, uncontrolled by any single government or financial institution. Gold cannot simply be printed on a whim, like paper currency. As the value of our dollar continues to decline, it becomes increasingly important to hedge against inflation by diversifying at least some of your assets into precious metals. The only company that I trust to help you diversify into precious metals is Birch Gold. Birch Gold also makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold and silver. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold is the company I trust to protect my future. So should you. Text Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today and talk to a precious metals expert. That is Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to 989898. Trans kids. That's the new Democrat idol. That's the new golden calf. This Democrat idol is every bit as fantastical as the golden calf. And like the golden calf, this Democrat idol involves child sacrifice. What is the trans kid? What is meant by the trans kid? What they mean is children who are born into the wrong body. So it's children, little boys, but they're really little girls, really somehow, somewhere. They're really little girls, but they're in the wrong body. And that's why we need to allow people like Jeffrey Marsh and Dylan Mulvaney and, and the, the, the drag queens of Drag Queen Story Hour with criminal records to go and, and help these children to come into their true selves by jiggling around in front of them and presenting them with gay porn like Gender Queer by Maya Kababi. And that will help them become their true selves. But of course, none of that is true because it is not possible to be born into the wrong body. It is not possible to be a man in body, but a woman in not body, in spirit, in soul, metaphysically. That's not possible. That's imaginary. That's the ideology of transgenderism, but the ideology of transgenderism is wrong. And so the category of trans kid is an illusion. Certainly there can be children who are confused about their sex and gender, uh, I think that's true of many people when they're going through puberty because they're having so many changes to their body, which is which impels a lot of this confusion that the Democrats are exploiting to permanently sterilize these kids. But that can be people can suffer confusion from their sex for all sorts of different reasons. If they've been sexually abused, that's a cause of a lot of this sort of sexual confusion. A lot, a lot of other issues contribute to this. That's all real. The confusion can be real, but the the category of transgender kid is not real. That is an idol established by the Democrats. That is an idol established by the liberals, by the radicals, by the leftists, called whatever you want to call them. And that's the new one. That's the one they're going to focus on. That's their new object of worship. And their objects of worship, going back to the pagans of old, somehow always come down to child sacrifice. And in this case, the worship is the child sacrifice. It's abusing the children. It's butchering the children. It's castrating the children. It's all of the above. It is, it is uh, 
encouraging them to adopt an ideology that has a huge correlation with suicidality. Talk about child sacrifice. It's sick, pagan, demonic, evil, and it was unfortunately ever thus. We've, we, we've done a good job at various times in our history at suppressing this kind of movements. But as religiosity has declined, as the prayer has gone out of schools, as church attendance has declined, these pagan practices crop up again. Speaking of religious expression, people might not believe in heaven so much anymore. People might not go to church so much anymore. In fact, religious belief is declining. But this is what's a little weird. Belief in hell is increasing. According to a recent Pew Research report, 62% of American adults believe in hell. That's up from 58% in 2014. And we're seeing this in the pop culture. We're seeing Sam Smith dance around like the devil. We're seeing all sorts of occult imagery. I'm not terribly surprised by this. People might think it's a little weird to believe in hell if you don't believe in heaven and you don't believe in redemption, you don't believe in God, but I don't think it's all that weird. People see evidence of hell all around them. <laughs> you see evidence of hell when you turn on the news. Good stuff doesn't make the news. Bad stuff makes the news. It's very difficult to deny evil. If you think that it's better to bake a pie for a widow than to kick an orphan in the head, then you understand that some things are better than other things, some things are worse than other things, and we see a lot of evil around us. And, and I think providentially this can be a tool for, ultimately for good. This can be a tool for a greater spiritual understanding. Because if, if you can acknowledge some things are bad and you know what to stand against, and you have to ask, well, what's better? If some things are better, then that means that there's got to be a highest good. What is that highest good? What does this mean for my religious life? Maybe the only way out is through. It's kind of like Dante's Divine Comedy. The only way he can get, get to heaven is going all the way down and seeing all the way to the pit of hell and crawling through hell, coming out up through purgatory and up to the tippy, tippy top. Now, in the midst of our extreme polarization and disagreement, we have a new presidential candidate, possibly. And it's not just a Republican, it's a Democrat. But he sometimes seems like a Republican. That man... West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin. Are you open to running for president on that ticket? Dana, first of all, I'm worn out. The people are tired, sick and tired of the fighting and division that we have and dividing the country. Abraham Lincoln said, a divided, uh, divided, we cannot stand. We cannot basically have a divided country and we cannot withstand that. We have to come together. So are you considering running for president? We have a movement. There's a, there's a movement. There's a movement going on that people want to bring the extremes back to the sensible and reasonable, responsible middle. Do you want to lead if that movement in a bid for president? I'm trying to get a dialogue. I'm, I'm trying to get a dialogue to where people are saying, come on, this is ridiculous. Don't force people to go to the extremes. So Joe Manchin obviously wants to run for president. He's been teasing this for months now. I personally do not support a centrist run because the political center has moved so far to the left. So far to the left, just to give one example that keeps cropping up. In 2012, in 2008 rather, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both ran for president saying that marriage is the sacred union between a man and a woman. Now, in 2023, many Republicans refuse to even say that men and women exist as real, natural, distinct categories. 
the center is totally moved to the left. So if we embrace a centrist campaign, then we're embracing radical leftism of just a few years ago. But there would be an argument for a centrist campaign because the libs wield all the power in the country. The libs can throw our guys in prison for telling jokes, but they'll let their guys off the hook for burning the country down. We know that there's a two-tiered system of justice. We know that the libs run pretty much everything, the media, the schools, technology, all the, the big tech platforms that control our speech, the corporations, including Bud Light. They, they run the bureaucracy. They run much of the elected governments. They run everything. They've got all the power. So if you could rein in that power by, by putting a slightly more moderate Democrat into office, there would at least be an argument for it. I wouldn't support it, but there would be an argument for it. Problem is, the Democrats have no appetite for moderation. Why would they? They've got all the power. They're, they're doing whatever they want. They're pushing their liberal political project all the way to the, the liberation of the self from the body. I mean, they're, they're, just, they're going totally for their ultimate goals. Why would they moderate? So he would never get out of a primary. Even if Joe Biden collapses on the campaign trail, there will be a Gavin Newsom or someone else to pick up the pieces, someone to the left. Seems fairly doomed for Mr. Manchin, but he keeps on floating it. He's, he's going to want to protect his political interests. You're going to want to protect your family. That's why you got to check out My Patriot Supply. Head on over to preparewithknowles.com. It's hard to trust anything or anyone these days. If you've been paying attention to current events at all the past few years, you know that you need to be prepared for anything. There is no better place to start than by having a supply of emergency food on hand. Right now, My Patriot Supply is knocking $200 off their popular three-month emergency food kit. Go to preparewithknowles.com, grab this special price before it ends. Your three-month emergency food kit provides over 2,000 calories each day for optimal strength and energy in stressful situations. Enjoy a wide variety of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Best of all, it's delish. Don't put off your preparedness any longer. Tomorrow may be too late. Go to preparewithknowles.com. Save $200 on each kit your family needs. Our website is preparewithknowles.com right now. Go to preparewithknowles.com. You will have peace of mind. Your family will be protected. You can sleep sound at night and with the way things are going in our politics, you might just need it. My favorite comment on Friday is from Werner Mina, who says, when they bleep Michael, I like to imagine him saying actual profanities. And that takes me back to my, my days in New York, speaking like someone of my true Italian upbringing. That's, that's great. Even though usually the, the words that they're bleeping are words such as delusion or, I don't know, more ideological kinds of words. But that's kind of funny, imagining that they're four-letter words. I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Okay. Uh, This is the most disturbing video, not that I've ever seen, but it's up there. A Dutch TV show is promoting transgenderism and specifically transgenderism to kids by taking a group of little kids, specifically minors, and then bringing in a bunch of transgender identifying confused people and having them strip naked and having the kids look at their bodies. Welkom bij gewoon bloot. In gewoon bloot gaan volwassen mensen geheel uit de kleren zodat wij simply naked adults get undressed. These kids 10 to 12 years old get the opportunity to ask them questions about their naked body. And today our guests are transgenders. I couldn't believe this was real at first. 
Yes, and that feeling can simply be a feeling, but you can also do something about it. For example, I had surgery. But you can also be transgender and not undergo any surgeries. As you can see, there's something in my underpants, but I still have a vulva. I don't feel comfortable with that body part, therefore I'm wearing my underwear with a packer. I think that means like a cucumber or something. Vaginoplasty, what does that mean? That you surgically change the male sex organ to the female sex organ, says this dude with implants. And here's a girl who's 10 years old. Later, you realize it's actually pretty normal. It's actually really normal, says this 10-year-old boy. So it's not just male and female, there's an entire spectrum of genders besides male and female, says this pervert host. How did you feel after you had surgery? Do you know the word euphoric? No, she tells the kid. Euphoric means extremely happy. But put a pause there. This, to me, is the most disturbing part of the video. The whole thing's disturbing. These kids are so little. These people are so naked. They're talking about sex. Reminds me of that meme from Oren McIntyre, which I was somewhat skeptical of, but every day it seems truer and truer. Which it's, it's a meme of a guy pointing to a sign and says, it's not that complicated. They just want to diddle kids. These are adult people stripping naked, talking about sex and sexual euphoria to 10-year-old kids, boys and girls, on TV. They're not hiding this. This is not in some seedy alley. They're putting it all out there. They're not hiding the gay porn for the little kids. They're putting it right there in the elementary school library. They're campaigning on it. And then this woman says, do you know the word euphoria? Little kids say, no, I don't know what euphoria is. Says, I woke up and I knew my breasts were gone, that I looked like I had always wanted it to look, and I was euphoric. I was ecstatic. I felt the best and happiest I could ever feel. Do you want to feel that way, kids? That's obviously the implication. Kids are always chasing some kind of high, some kind of short-term feeling of, of excitement. That's why they run and eat the candy bars and eat too many cookies in the cookie jar and go crazy. They're kids. They don't have control over their, over their rational will. And this woman, I guess, is a woman, I think, or a man, I don't know, says, oh, I, yeah, I guess it's a woman because she had her breasts removed. She says, oh, yeah, it's so euphoric. Just planting that seed. Let me know if you want to chop them off. Keep going. It finally matched the way that I feel inside, and that made me feel ecstatic. Because it feels a bit like flying. Yes. You simply feel intense happiness to little kids. Obviously, we've blurred and censored this whole clip. The original ain't blurred, Okay. And so people are going to watch this, they say, wow, that's really crazy. The reason I bring it up at all is because this is exactly what the libs are doing here in the United States. There's no difference. The Dutch are a little more brazen about these things. They sometimes seem a little more avant-garde. And when they go lib, they go all the way lib. When they introduce assisted suicide, for instance, it's not just a handful of people who are in extreme pain at the very end of their lives. Very quickly, they start just murdering people. They hold grannies down and, and kill them against their will. They start killing young people. They start pushing it on children. Uh, but we're doing the same thing here. There is a very good chance that if your kids are in elementary school right now, they will have access to a book in their library called Gender Queer by Maya Kababi, which is just a book version of this show. It's just a book with very graphic, weird sex in it. That's available 
in many, many elementary schools around the country. When the Biden administration starts pushing quote-unquote gender-affirming care onto kids of all, all ages, and they reiterated their support for that last week, they're doing the same thing that these guys are doing. When they push sex education at younger and younger ages. When they push back against Ron DeSantis' bill in Florida that says you can't do this kind of stuff until the kids enter fourth grade. You can only, you, you, kindergarten to third grade, you're not allowed to push this stuff. And then the libs go apoplectic over it. Protect trans kids, protect trans kids by allowing us to strip down naked in front of them and telling them it's euphoric to chop their genitals off. We in America are doing the same, well now we, you and I are not doing it, but the liberals are doing the very same thing here in America. It's, it's like the new flag of our country. In fact, Richard Levine, good old Dick Levine, who now goes by Rachel, he is the Assistant Secretary of Health at the Department of Health and Human Services. He thinks that he is a woman. He just bragged about the new flag flying over HHS. Happy Transgender Day of Visibility. I am Admiral Rachel Levine, the Assistant Secretary for Health at the Department of Health and Human Services. For the second year in a row, the transgender flag is flying above our department in Washington, D.C. And this is an affirmation of the administration's support for the transgender community and across the nation, as well as our support for evidence-based gender-affirming care. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Produced by HHS. This is the flag of the liberal empire. I've pointed this out for a long time. There are two flags that purport to represent America. There's the old stars and stripes, the star-spangled banner. That's the flag of the traditional American nation. Then there's the rainbow flag and the pride progress flag and the trans flag. They're all just variations on a theme. In the way that we have the Betsy Ross flag and the Gadsden flag and the Grand Union flag, those were all early American national flags. So too, we have these early American imperial flags. Those rainbow flags are the flags of our empire, of the liberal empire. And they're specifically geared to be liberal imperial flags because they don't respect any borders. They're not just about America. They're coming from America, but they're supposed to apply everywhere in the world. This is why when the liberals run the government, when the Biden administration runs the government, they go into the Vatican and they hoist a rainbow flag. This is obviously contrary to Christian teaching. It's contrary to Jewish teaching and Muslim teaching and most normal teaching throughout all of human history in all sorts of cultural and religious systems. But they go and they specifically hoist that flag because that, that is a statement that our beliefs on weird sexual practices and chopping off genitals and pretending to be the opposite sex and our, our cultish views on this, they apply to everybody. It's not just for us. It's for everybody. We've got to stay in Afghanistan to protect LGBT LMNOP rights. We have to. People, people have a fundamental right to chop off their genitals. And we need to commit another 20 years. And who knows how much in the way of treasure and the efforts and potentially lives of our service members to defend LGBT LMNOP rights in Kandahar, right? That's what they do. I promise you, if you pulled 100 libs and you said, which flag do you identify more with? The rainbow flag or the stars and stripes? a significant portion, probably the majority would say the rainbow flag. That's the flag of the liberal empire. It's not just at HHS with a confused undersecretary. It's true of the White House. Joe Biden 
Days after a transgender identifying shooter targeted and massacred little Christian kids at a Christian school, Joe Biden posts this to his social media accounts. On Transgender Day of Visibility, we want you to know that we see you just as you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. We'll never stop working to create a world where you won't have to be brave just to be yourself. Be yourself by by denying who you are, of course. Could you imagine if you were a family member of a victim of that shooting in Nashville? And the White House response to that shooting was, we love transgenderism. Yeah, we totally, we totally support the transgender ideology. The ideology that, according to the chief of police, was very likely a motivating factor, if not the sole motivating factor for this shooting. Yeah, we love that ideology. That's our favorite ideology. But the the White House has to do this. The White House has to do this because the transgenderists have to be the victims. They have to be the victims. Because this, this is the ultimate, almost, this is the penultimate stop in the liberal political project. The liberals have already liberated us from tradition, liberated us from normal religion, liberated us from national boundaries, liberated us from customs and mores. Now they're liberating us from our biology. The, the last frontier will be to liberate us from humanity itself. That's called transhumanism. Transgenderism is just a step on the way to transhumanism. They're talking about this. This isn't tinfoil hat stuff. You're hearing this from Yuval Harari. You're hearing this from the World Economic Forum. You're hearing this from all sorts of people who say, within a matter of just a few years, we're going to start merging with technology. We're going to improve our brains. We're going to improve our bodies. Ultimately, we're going to upload our consciousness into the cloud somewhere. We won't need our bodies anymore. We're already doing that through technology in the sense that we live most of our lives virtually on our phones, in the Oculus, in the metaverse, in on social media. This is necessary to the liberal political project. Who are, who are the victims here? Who are the victims here? Well, you're, you're seeing this play out. You're seeing it totally. Um, you're seeing it play out even after a shooting. The liberals have to double down. There's no way out of it. Now, what do you do if you're the, the target of this mob? What do you do if you're Billboard Chris? What do you do if you are being shouted down while filming in Texas? What, if you, what do you do if you're Alex Stein being beaten up by the mob and you see the cops just standing around doing nothing? It's probably a good sign that you're on the right side. All of this is foretold in the Bible. All of this is foretold in non-biblical sources as well. If you're being attacked by the mob, you're probably saying something right. If you're getting a lot of praise from the world, then you're probably doing something wrong. (laughs) If you're getting a lot of praise from the world, uh, very likely, very likely uh, you're on the wrong side because this world is governed by (laughs) the devil. (laughs) This world is governed by principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And people know it. And that's why more and more people believe in hell, even if they don't believe in heaven and they don't believe in God. Now, some, some really great news when we're pushing back against this liberal empire. Occasionally, we get a little bit of power back. We see this on, on Twitter. Uh, this would be uh, 
Elon Musk. Elon Musk just removed the verification badge of the New York Times. Uh, Elon Musk tweeted out, the real tragedy of the New York Times is that their propaganda is not even interesting. Also, their feed is the Twitter equivalent of diarrhea. It's unreadable. They would have far more real followers if they only posted their top articles. Same applies to all publications. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Elon said he was going to start taking away people's verification badges on April 1st if they didn't pay $7 a month. I'm not paying $7 a month. Last I checked, I still have my verification badge. I love that Elon went for the New York Times first. They don't deserve any credibility. And any chance we get to get a billionaire who's sympathetic to our side, who can wield some power because money talks and BS walks, I just think that's absolutely great. None of these people deserve any of your respect. The the fact that our criminal justice system now very clearly has two different tracts, the fact that Christians are constantly castigated and denigrated even when they're attacked, even when they're murdered, and transgender confused people are, are always the victim no matter what. At the Tennessee State Capitol, protesters showed up they showed up on the on the day of vengeance, day of visibility. They held up seven fingers. The protest said there were seven victims. There were the six people who were murdered, but that seventh person, the shooter, she's the real victim here. They, that, that is just the beginning. If, if a granny shows up to the Capitol in support of Donald Trump, she has to be a terrorist. If a terrorist shows up and attacks conservatives, kills people, BLM kills dozens of people, burns down buildings, attacks courthouses, it doesn't matter. They have to be the victim. Society made them do it. That's, that's the premise, okay? And, and you're not going to convince them otherwise by pointing out the hypocrisy. But at the very least, you convince your fellow conservatives what the stakes are. And people tell us they want a centrist run for president. Give me a break. This is our life, folks. Sometimes you're going to want to remember the great moments in your life. You're going to want to paint your life. Right now, text Knowles to 87204. Are you looking for a unique gift idea? Paint Your Life creates hand-painted portraits that fit almost any budget, and it's a great gift idea for those you love. Upload photos to create anything you imagine. Put yourself in a location you've always wanted to go, or add a lost loved one to a special occasion to create the portrait of your dreams. You can choose the artist, art medium, oil, acrylic, watercolor, charcoal. They've got a great selection of quality frames. Their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. I have one hanging in my living room. I've got a portrait of my, my mother. And it's, it's just so beautiful. I was a little skeptical at first. I said, there's no way you can get a really high-quality oil oil portrait this way. It's just beautiful. I get so many compliments on it. I've given Paint Your Life paintings out to to people for weddings. It's just, it's a phenomenal service. Go to Paint Your Life right now. They're offering our listeners 20% off plus free shipping. Text Knowles to 87204. That is Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to 87204. Paint Your Life and celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Michael, how do you get your hair so shiny and voluminous and spectacular? The answer is, Jeremy's Razors, shampoo and conditioner. That's right, folks. Jeremy's Razors is more than just a razor company fighting to protect your beliefs. It is also a men's grooming brand that does not hate men. And this magnificent quaff you see here is fortified every morning thanks to Jeremy's tea tree and argon oil infused shampoo and conditioner. But that's not all. Oh, no. Jeremy's also has an exfoliating charcoal body wash made with hydrating aloe vera, eucalyptus, and just the right amount of pomegranate. The men's care products that you see here are made with natural ingredients. They're 100% sulfate-free, paraben-free, woke-free, and made right here in the U.S. of A. Head on over to jeremysrazors.com to kick woke companies out of your bathroom today. 
What do we do about it with all this confusion? J.D. Vance has an answer. J.D. Vance's answer is to make English the official language of the United States. This bill is called the English Language Unity Act. Uh, This would essentially establish English as the official language and task representatives of the federal government with the obligation of what the legislation describes as preserving and enhancing the role of English as the official language of the federal government. So this obligation shall include greater opportunities for individuals to learn the English language, and it will require official functions of the government to be conducted in English. The rule would apply to all laws, public proceedings, regulations, publications, orders, actions, programs, and policies. I think this is absolutely great. The libs are going to call this authoritarian just like they call me authoritarian, like they call you authoritarian, like they call anything they don't like authoritarian. I don't think the word authoritarian really means anything anymore. I think authoritarian means wielding political power. And the conservatives are so afraid of being called authoritarian that they they won't ever wield political power. It's just one of those words that is used to stop us from doing anything. It's like the word racist. Racist doesn't mean anything anymore. If it ever did, it certainly doesn't mean anything now. And it's just a word used to say, hey, conservatives, anything you want to do, if you do it, we'll call you racist. So just don't do it. I'm not authoritarian by nature. I'm sure you're not either. But, but, (laughs) when you have a healthy, unified culture, you have less of a need to codify things into law. When you have a culture that's fragmented, that can't agree on basic things, that can't even speak to one another, then you have more of an obligation to codify things into law, including what language you speak officially. Societies that are healthy don't need to write everything down. They just know it. They've got it in their bones. They've got it in tradition. There are people that has been unified for a very long time. They share the same views. They were raised in the same way. We don't have that in America. We don't have that in America because of the the poison of liberalism working its way through our culture. We don't have that in America because we've imported millions and millions of people over the last 60 years the largest movement of people in the history of the world who might be very wonderful people, but they're just, they weren't raised and acculturated into our civilization. And so they just, were just more fragmented. And so in that case, you need the heavy hand of the law to be a little bit clearer, to spell out for people who weren't raised this way, what to do. This is a great, a great move. I remember about 10 years ago, when I was coming up in Republican politics, I thought, Let's put those cultural issues aside. Let's just talk about economic issues. Those are winning issues. We'll deal with that first. Then we can deal with all of the cultural problems. A lot of people are probably thinking we should do that right now because a huge number of Americans are getting squeezed. 44% of Americans are working a second job right now. That's a 13% increase relative to the Trump administration. That's according to a Lending Club report. A recent increase under Joe Biden found that 69% of employed professionals either have a side job or want a side job. Don't you think we should put the cultural issues second and just deal with this economic issue first? That's what I used to think. That's what a lot of us used to think. That was the moment of Paul Ryan. That was the moment of Eric Cantor. That was the moment of the reformicon saying, let's focus on the, the fiscal stuff, then the, uh, let's do, have a social truce. We'll do that, and then we'll deal with the social stuff later. But no, the lesson of the ensuing 10 years is that economic issues are cultural issues. They are social issues. If you don't fix the social and cultural issues, you're never going to fix the economic issues. 
If you don't fix the issue of what is the American nation, who gets to come in and be an American? Can we rely on our elections and our political institutions? Do we respect humanity? Do, do we respect innocent life? We're not going to snuff it out in the womb. If, if, you, if you don't respect the life of an innocent little baby, you're not going to respect anybody in business. You're not going to respect any of your constituents. You're not going to respect the promises that you've made to your constituents down the road when it comes to, say, entitlements. If you don't respect, if you don't understand what the American nation is, you're not going to have any sense of how we should conduct our trade policy, how we should conduct our manufacturing policy. You can't do it. The cultural stuff has to come first. If we do not speak the same language, we don't have a country. There are other nations that don't totally speak the same language. I think of Switzerland speaks a bunch of different. Now, in fact, the Swiss just speak a lot of different languages. All of them speak a lot lot of different languages. But the Swiss are united by a lot, by a shared culture, by a small, clearly defined geography. They're the same people. They've been the same people for a very long time. They have roughly the same religion. None of that is true in America anymore. So it doesn't work. And into this, into this melee comes another, on top of potentially Joe Manchin, we have now another potential presidential candidate. That would be former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. When I spoke to you earlier this year, you said you were thinking about running for president. Have you made a decision? Are you running? I have made a decision. And my decision is I'm going to run for president of the United States. While the formal announcement will be later in April in Bentonville, uh, I wanted to make clear that to you, Jonathan, I am going to be running. Asa Hutchinson has become most famous in recent years for uh, defending transing the kids. He's a Republican governor who was very upset when the Republican legislators wanted to to pass a bill uh, preventing quacks from transing children. So hard to imagine that uh, Governor Hutchinson's campaign will go very far. We keep an open mind. One statistic's important here, though. After Trump's indictment was announced, he raised $4 million in 24 hours. We'll get more into that tomorrow. It shows you, though, where the appetite of the party is, where the appetite of the conservative base is, where the appetite of the country is, because a million dollars of that was from first-time donors. People see how far the culture has lurched to the left. A centrist campaign puts that way more to the left. And that's not what people want. People want the pendulum actually to swing back. And to swing this pendulum back from getting naked, having, having butchered people get naked in front of kids and talking about sexual euphoria, having the pendulum swing back from we don't have a, a common language anymore is going to require a candidate who seems by today's standards to be very, very right-wing. Those are the candidates who are going to raise the money. It's Music Monday, baby. The rest of the show continues now. You don't want to miss it. Become a member. Use code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.